Well, it's that time again. Good evening. You're listening to Enlightenment Radio. This is your host, Mystic Guide. We are conducting a tea party. Yes, every Sunday night, 10 o'clock, a tea party. We read the tea leaves (laughs) like fortune tellers. Actually, God is the only one I've ever known who can foretell the future accurately with 100%. Fortune tellers, psychics, remote viewers, they're all phonies. That's why they are all considered, when it says false prophets, that's who they are. And one of the false prophets in the word is the Antichrist. Why do I say that? Because all the false prophets talk about the Antichrist when there is none. (laughs) There's no such thing as one person as an Antichrist. There isn't. Never says it anywhere that this person is called the Antichrist. So they who are professing today that the Antichrist will come out of Jerusalem, He will come out of Greece. He will come out of Israel. He will come out of um, Muslim. (laughs) He will come out of the Pope, even, is considered the Antichrist. But none of them are accurately teaching the Word because the Word does not say that the Antichrist is a person. Nowhere in the Bible. Nowhere in the scriptures is the Antichrist referred to as a person. I was just getting ready to look up before I was rudely interrupted by a bunch of technical problems. But that doesn't keep me from looking it up now. So I go to my friendly concordance, okay? Your concordance, you should always have by your side. Antichrist is only mentioned in the Bible four times. Four times. It reminds me of the word hell. Do you know the word hell is never mentioned once in any of the epistles of Paul? Did you know the word hell is not mentioned in any of the epistles of the word of Peter? Do you know the word hell is not mentioned in any of the epistles of John or the gospel of John even? And yet preachers are out there saying we must magnify and bring back hell because we're losing parishioners. (laughs) We're not scaring enough to come back to our church. We got to scare them. Hell is not mentioned in any of those epistles. Why? Because it's not that big a deal and it's not what they say it is it not an eternal fire where people burn it is merely the grave it is merely the separation from God for eternity that's all it is now the spirits of devils and the devil spirit now they're going to be burning because spirits cannot be put out or be put to death so they'll keep burning However, people, when it refers to people, 
hell is not mentioned in any of those. So why would we magnify the word hell? Just like we magnify the word antichrist, and I'm getting right to the point. I'm not going to go over where we are. We're all on the apps. We're on Spotify. We're everywhere on the Internet. I'll let you find us. <laughs> so let's look up 1 John. 1 John in 2.18, 1 John in 2.22, 1 John in 4.3. Now, one more time, Antichrist is mentioned in 2 John 1.7. Antichrist, plural, is mentioned in 1 John 1. Wow. Did not know that. Little children, it is the last time, and as ye have heard. Okay, it's 1 John 2.18 I'm reading from. That Antichrist shall come. Even now are there many antichrists, plural. Does that sound like one person? I'm a semantics person. I don't take God's word lightly. I take God's vocabulary literally. What God says he means and what God means he says. He doesn't use and mince with words. He uses words accurately and precisely so that we will be precisely and accurately in tune with God. We know that it is the last time. Whereby we know that it is the last time. Let me go back. Antichrist. Well, it is... It says first, John. I just read from it. Okay, so that's it. How more evil can you get than Herod? King Herod, slaughtering children, slaughtering innocent children by the thousands just to wipe out what he heard was the birth of the Messiah the one who would be king, the one who would be king of Israel. How can you get more evil than Adolf Hitler? How can you get more evil than Joseph Stalin? How can you get more evil than Attila the Hun? These men were evil. How can you get more evil than the Catholic Church throughout the, mid, the, the Dark Ages? Torturing, persecuting. Splitting people at the limbs, tearing them apart. Did you see the end of Braveheart? In order to make him confess, they did what's called quarter meaning. They cut open his guts and pulled out his guts while he was still alive. Made him confess. But he did not confess his last words were, freedom! So, why can't any of these people be called the Antichrist? Because God has not called them Antichrist, nor has God named a person the 
Antichrist. He has not put into our minds, outside of the theologians, the preachers, the so-called theologians, the so-called evangelical teachers, the so-called Trinitarian authoritarians. They are no more authoritarian than the Scriptures, people. And when you read the Scriptures, you'll not find a person named the Antichrist anywhere. I'm not kidding. So why do they magnify the Antichrist to such a level as to be looking for him all the time? Every church service, every news church service, every advertised church service, they take in money because they take in the word Antichrist and they make him sound like he's real. Late great planet Earth by uh, Hal Lindsey started this hoax in this generation. I can't speak for the Antichrist in previous generations. I don't remember growing up hearing that word. Not until Hal Lindsey wrote his book, The Late Great Planet Earth, around 1968-70, scaring the bejesus out of everybody that uh, because Israel had now become a nation, it was the last generation of the planet Earth. That's how he termed it, the late great planet Earth, because Israel, supposedly, had been reoccupied. But are they occupied with descendants of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob? No, they're not. I want to read to you, just out of curiosity, just for your opinion. <laughs> I want to know your opinion. When God speaks to Ezekiel, and he says to him, you see these bones? He's pointing out to the valley of Israel. He's pointing out to the dead bones, the dead bodies that have long come and gone. The dead pro Jesus Christ, even in his time, the Sadducees and Pharisees said, well, the prophets are dead and gone. They are. You know, they hadn't had a prophet in 400 years until Jesus came. What I ask a Jew today who calls himself a Jew is, well, why haven't you had a prophet in 2,000 years? <laughs> Where's your prophet? What tribe do you belong to? Because they're not a Jew. There's no such thing as a Jew today. A Jew is a descendant of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. Let me show you something. Ezekiel. Do you know who restores Israel? Do you think man does? Man can't do that. That's not man's job. That's politics. That's science. That's history. That's uh, political warfare. That's, you know, it's just baloney. Ezekiel. What a book. So, Ezekiel is having a conversation with God, you know, like we all do. <laughs> Wouldn't you love that? 
Hey, uh, Michael, come here. I got something to show you. <laughs> you see them bones? I'm looking too far ahead. Come on, Ezekiel, come to me. Ezekiel Daniel, yeah, there we go. So, Michael, he's saying to me, Michael, you know, I'm a prophet. I've got the Spirit of God in me. He talks to me every day. Wow, did you hear that? <laughs> Lightning just struck. Whoa! Are we in for a teaching tonight? I heard it. I hope you did. That was lightning striking outside. It wasn't the Civil, civil War. Lightning strikes. You know, there are signs from God. I don't care what people say. To me, to me, a deer, a few beautiful deer crossing a road is a sign to God for me that I'm just blessed. I'm living in a national park. I'm living in nature. I'm living in life. And deer are the most precious thing to me. The most precious thing to God. They're innocent. So I am reminded every day that I am near God. So let's just say I'm a prophet. And the hand of the Lord was upon me, Ezekiel, and carried me out into the spirit of the Lord and set me down in the midst of the valley, which was full of what? Bones. Ezekiel 37. Mark this chapter. My uh, Hindu friends, my fellow Christian mystery and a fellowship Christians, mark this chapter. If you read this, you cannot make heads or tails of what the modern-day prophets are talking about because they do not, they skip over this chapter. They literally skip over it. And he says, uh, and caused me to pass by them around about, and behold, there were very many in the open valley, very many, and they were dry. They were dead. Oh, if the dead were alive, then why would they be so dry and dead? <laughs> why would there be bones? And he said unto me, Son of man, can these bones live? And I answered, Oh, Lord God, thou knowest. <laughs> He's going, I'm guessing. I don't know. Again, he said unto me, Mystic guide, prophesy upon these bones and say unto them, Oh, you dry bones, hear the word of the Lord. Hear what? The word of the Lord. Doesn't say hear the word of politicians. Hear the word of Benjamin Netanyahu. Doesn't say hear the word of all the previous Jews who have risen, rabbis, priests. Doesn't say listen to their word, does it? You know, they stopped somewhere about 400 years before Christ anyway. You know, I asked a rabbi one time, I was researching, how do you know you're a Jew? How do you know you're a descendant of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob? Well, you know how they knew in the Old Testament they had genealogy paperwork. 
boom, boom, boom. Every father, every father of every child was documented. And that's how they kept word of their genealogy. Well, the genealogy and the paperwork stopped when? 70 AD, when Jerusalem was destroyed in the temple. There's no more paperwork. Now there's no more DNA either. Don't let them fool you. DNA cannot prove your lineage. Cannot prove it. So, the Lord goes to these bones. Behold, I will cause breath. Now, you and I know breath life is soul life. If you study the word and listen to my word, breath life, he breathes into their nostrils the breath of life, and that word is nefeshkai, which is soul life. That which animates you, that which makes you you, that which makes you say your name, that which makes you you. And I will, boy, there's some more thunder. Ooh, this is going to be some teaching. (laughs) I will lay sinews upon you. Forgive me, I don't know what that word sinews means. I looked it up once. And we will bring a, a pup up flesh upon you and cover you with skin and breathe into you. And you shall what? Live and you shall know that I am the Lord. Genesis 2, 7. Genesis is a cross-reference. For the heck of it, let's look it up. I love cross-referencing. Genesis 2, 7. Let's see if it's still in here. I don't even have Genesis 2 in this Bible because it's so old and torn. Verse 7, so I prophesied as I was commanded, as I was prophesied. There was a noise. Behold, a shaking, and the bones came together, bone to his bone. People, this cannot be more clearly written. And when I beheld You hear that? I'm going to be quiet when that lightning strikes. (laughs) Thunder. And the sinews of flesh came upon them, and the skin covered them above, but there was no breath in them. You know what that means? Okay, so you've got a body, but you don't have a soul life yet. Nothing that animates you, nothing that gives you life. Then he said unto me, mystic guide, (laughs) Ezekiel, prophesy unto the wind. I haven't had a chance to look up that word wind, but wind is equivalent to the word spirit quite often. Prophesy, son of man, and say to the wind, thus saith the Lord God, come from the four winds. Oh, I've got this now. Come from the four winds. This is in Daniel. This is in Revelation. This is when the gathering of the spiritual beings who are to be a part of the first resurrection come to life. I teach this in my book, 
the four winds, the four corners, the angels of the four corners gather those who are to be a part of the first resurrection of the just. Oh, breathe, breathe upon the slain that they may live. Who gives us life? God. Who takes life? The devil. Who gives us back our life? God. No antichrist is going to take your life. No antichrist is ever even spoken of that has the power to take your life. It's such a deception. It's such a deceitful. So I prophesied as I was commanded, and I prophesied. There was a noise, and behold, shaking, and the bones came together, bone to bone. And when I beheld so, the sinews covered them above. There was no breath in them. And there said unto, oh, my God, don't interrupt me with some, okay, thank you. <laughs> so I prophesied. Then he said unto me, son of man, these bones are the whole house of Israel. Wait a second. Wait a second. If these bones that are dry and dead without life are the whole house of Israel, then who are these clowns occupying Israel saying they are Israelites? I ask you, who are they? They're not God. They're not spoken of by God. They weren't given life by God. You know, Israel was not returned to Israel by God. It was returned by man. The British, I don't know all the stories, but somewhere around 1948, the British and all the United Nations decided to give these Jews that had been dispersed by the Germans and the Nazis, the Nazis whom I concerned wasted their time <laughs> trying to burn and kill all the Jews when they weren't Jews at all. They weren't. It's a stormy night. Well, the four winds, O breath, breathe upon these slain that they may live. So I prophesied, and he commanded me, and breathe. Breath came unto them. Breath life, it's soul life. And they lived and stood up upon their feet an exceeding great army. Isn't that something? Well, where does man come in? Doesn't say anything about man returned Israel. Doesn't say anything about man making these Israelites back to life. So who are these people? Ooh, listen to that. Who are these people who are claiming to be Jews, who are claiming to be Israel? I'll tell you who they are. Revelation calls them out three times. Three times. Now, if God names them three times, 
Now I'm listening because that's the semantics and the vocabulary of God. He uses his scriptures. He uses his word. He describes them, the synagogue of Satan. And I'm telling you, these Israelites have been spying on America, undermining American activities, undermining Western world civilization, and they're a big counterfeit. They are counterfeit Jews. They are not Jews. The Jews are extinct. It says so here in Ezekiel. I didn't write the book. Let me read it again. Son of man, verse 11, these bones are the whole house of Israel. That means the whole house of Israel. Doesn't mean partially. They're dead. You know when they died out? 2,000 years ago in 70 AD, gone, boof. Their temple, 70 years is one generation. That was the last generation. Peter called them, you perverted and sick generation. You better come to God and to Jesus Christ and his son right now or it's over with for you. And you know what? They didn't, some of them, and it was over with for them. We no longer have a need for a Jewish tribe, relation, that was a seed. It was to be a perfect seed to bring upon the Messiah. Well, now we've already brought the Messiah. Mary had the perfect egg. That's explained in my book. Did you know that was the one thing, the plasma of the egg of the woman, <laughs> the protein and all that stuff? 97% of all the plasma, of everything that's been corrupted since the beginning of time, the egg of the woman has not been. Isn't that something? At least 97% of them haven't been. He chose Mary because her eggs were still perfect. I know he chose her Mary because of believing, because of her heart, because of the timing, because of everything, but her eggs were perfect. <laughs> so he planted in her the seed of God, which was how more perfect can you get? It was without sin. They can't explain that. That's why they had to make him God, because they can't explain why a man could be without sin. But I can. The Bible can. The Scriptures can. Well, therefore prophesy and say unto them, Thus saith the Lord, Behold, I will open your graves. Whoa, whoa, who's going to open their graves? God is. And cause you to come up out of your graves and bring you unto the land of Israel. So who brought these people unto the land of Israel today? It wasn't God because they didn't come up out of their graves. They were survivors of the Holocaust. That's all they were. They were eth some sort of ethnicity, some sort of background. I don't care what it is. It's not truth. It's not God's word. And it's not enlightenment. We are concerned with enlightenment. And boy, does their hair raise a Jewish person out there who's listening to this, their hair, their goosebumps, their hair is on fire. <laughs> I don't care what you say. I'll debate any Jew, anybody in the world, including you, Prager. You're not a Jew. 
prove it to me. How are they going to prove it to me? They got no DNA. They got no papers. How are they going to prove it? I'll get to the Antichrist in a minute. <laughs> well, then that's when God returns Israel to Israel is when he raises them from among the dead. The first resurrection of the just is when he raises them from the dead, breathes life into them, and ye shall know that I am the Lord when I have opened your graves. My people and brought you up out of your graves. That's breath life, that's soul. And shall put my spirit in you, and ye shall live, and I shall place you in your own land, which is the earth. The meek shall inherit the earth. That's who he's talking about. Israel, not us. We're seated in the kingdom of heaven. We're in a spiritual world. It's light years from this. But right now we're talking about these Jews. And shall know that I, I, I the Lord have spoken, and it performed it, saith the Lord. I can shut the book right there. There is nobody in the world that can tell me that there's one living Jew. Not one. And these people who are occupying Israel are a bunch of counterfeits, and Christians kowtow to them, bow down to them, as if they were some sort of special elect being. I'll be back in a minute. The truth remains the same. Enlightenment Radio, a movement around the world, is with you 24 hours of music, live broadcast, and a mystical approach to the teachings of Christ at themysticalvoyage.com.
So, now turn your Bibles to 1 John. We're going to go to the first place in the Scriptures where the word Antichrist is used. And it does not refer to a person. Never has, never will. But I'm going to explain to you that the Trinitarian movement is definitely in the world. Did I say Trinitarian? <laughs> what a slip of the tongue. The Antichrist movement. <laughs> I really did slip of the tongue. First uh, John <clears throat> wants you to describe to him If you are a follower, if you believe Jesus Christ is the Messiah, the one who was sent by God, who was the Messiah or the Son of God, and confess it. Now, wait a second. Wait a second. Ooh, I just saw a big flash of lightning. It's the word homo geo. The ascent that is acknowledge or confession is made, give thanks and promise, so forth and so on. Anyway, little children, I really want to read from 1 John 4 first. Let me do this. But I'm also trying to find another version of 1 John while I... Uh, Stall here, First John. I'll read it to you. King James. King James, First John 4, 8. There's the first term of the word Antichrist. Beloved, believe not every spirit, but try the spirits, good or evil, whether they are of God, because many what? False prophets are gone out into the world. Does it say many antichrists have gone out into the world? It will in a minute. But it does not refer to the false prophets as antichrists. They're just false prophets, and there's plenty of them. Trust me, there's plenty of them. So, give me a minute to type in 1 John. For some reason, I have a footnote here, and I'm curious about it. First John. And as time goes by, over the 2,000 years, the Antichrist has developed and become a person personified as the evil. That's like saying... This person is Joseph Stalin, Attila the Hun, Adolf Hitler, all of these evil people, including buffoon Biden, who's evil, including 
Vladimir Putin, who is evil, who traffics children, child traffickers, devil worshipers, pedophiles. You know, you don't know how much Satan worship is going on around the world. And you people in India, you know what it's like to walk into a temple with many gods. It's an eerie feeling because they're spirits. They're not the true God. They give you a sick feeling. I think you know what I'm talking about. Because you are Christians, your fellowship with Jesus Christ, the true Son of God, and you are in the body of Christ. We are the mystery in fellowship. Fellowship of the mystery in Christ. I keep mixing up our church. <laughs> we are the fellowship of the mystery in Christ. And that is one body, one God, one spirit, one faith, one belief, one body. Ooh, it's getting mean out there. Now I'm going to type NSB because there's something about the NSB that... Uh, Is it NSB? NASB. Okay, what is that? That sounds like a car parts store. <laughs> okay. John 1 4, New American Standard Bible. That's what it stands for. Not an auto parts store. Okay. He says in John 1 4, these things we write so that our joy may be made complete. I don't know why I chose that. Where does it say something different? Nevertheless, NASB, my bad. NASB. Oh, geez, we just lost the whole... Uh, John 4, NASB. I'll get back to that. It may not be worth our time. Listen, here's the first time I noticed the word Antichrist. Beloved, believe not every spirit, but try the spirits, whether they are of God or not, because many false prophets are gone out into the world. Hereby we know the Spirit of God, every spirit that confesses that Jesus Christ is come in the flesh is of God. Can it be more plainer? And every spirit that confesses not that Jesus Christ is come in the flesh, that means Jesus the Messiah, Jesus the Messiah is come in the flesh, is not of God. And this is a spirit of what? Antichrist. There you go. There you have it. The spirit of Antichrist, whereof you have heard that it should come, even now already is in the world. So the spirit of Antichrist was in the world 2,000 years ago. So why magnify and personify this spirit into a man when it's really a spiritual 
Antichrist movement. That's what it is. Simple as that. And they have personified, created a man, created a devil, created a uh, evil imagery of a man who's going to create so much evil over the world that you will not be able to withstand it. Well, we know from my chapter 7 and the rapture, we'll be out of here by the time that evil comes around. Well, the evil, this Antichrist, is already in the world. So, the other verses... Let's look at 1 John 2.18. I think that's the first time. Little children, it is the last time, as you have heard, that Antichrist shall come. Does it say the article, the Antichrist? No. And even now there are what? Many Antichrists. Whereby you know that it is the last time. Time. Now, how can I associate something that happened 2,000 years ago to the last time? I can only look at things through God's point of view. It's quite a perspective. To him, time means nothing, but timing is everything. So that time, 2,000 years, might mean nothing to him. But the spirit of Antichrist was already in the world. Does it say that not? That's the first time the word Antichrist is used. Many Antichrists, whereby we know that it is the last time. They went out from us, but they were not of us. For if they had been of us, they would not doubt have continued with us, but they went out and they might be made manifest that they were not all of us. But you have been an unction from the Holy Spirit and you know all things. I have written not unto you because you know that the truth, but because you know it and that you, that no lie is of the truth, who is a liar but he that denieth that Jesus is the Christ? Wait a second. Let me come back to you here. He is a liar who denies that Jesus is the Messiah. He is Antichrist that denies the Father and the Son. Those are Trinitarians. The Trinitarians are the Antichrist in the world. Put it together. I just did. They deny the Father and the Son. They deny Jesus came as the Messiah. They think Jesus came as God. God in the flesh. Let me read that over to you. Four, chapter 4. Hereby we know that the Spirit of God, every spirit that confesses that Jesus Christ is God, Come in the flesh is of God. Well, baloney, it doesn't say every spirit that confesses Jesus Christ is God. Those are the Antichrist, the Trinitarians. 
They're more anti-Christ than the Muslims. They're more anti-Christ than the Chinese unbelievers. They're more anti-Christ than the false Jews. People, the Antichrist is the Trinitarian movement. And it's been in the world for 2,000 years, almost. So put it together. Now back to John. Chapter 2. I have not written to you, verse 21, because you know that the truth, but that because you know it, that no one lies of the truth. Who is a liar but he that denies that Jesus is the Christ, the Messiah? He is Antichrist that denies the Father and the Son relationship. The Trinitarians deny the Father-Son relationship. They behold and hold on to the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit relationship. That's a counterfeit. That's what's called the Antichrist. This is why my life has been devoted to exposing the Trinitarian. They're, they're a hoax, they're a counterfeit. The Pope is the leader of it. They're called the Whore of Babylon in Revelations. Trust me, they are called the Whore of Babylon and they're the first to be destroyed. Why? Because they deceived the world. Millions of people are deceived by the Trinitarian. Trinity. Whosoever denies the Son, the same hath not the Father, but he that acknowledges the Son hath the Father also. Verse 24. Let that therefore abide in you, which you have heard from the beginning, not the beginning in Genesis, the beginning of the gospel from John on now. If that which you have heard from the beginning shall remain in you, you shall also continue in the Son and in the Father. How many does that make? That makes two, not three. Two. The Spirit is one. The faith is one. Our body of Christ is one. Plus, God makes two. Quit being conned. Quit being fooled by the word the Antichrist because the Antichrist is nothing but a counterfeit prophecy. Counterfeit person. And this is the promise that he hath promised unto us even eternal life. And that's permanent. These things have I written unto you concerning them that, what, seduce you. Do these Trinitarians seduce you? Absolutely. They come up with verses and lies and hoaxes and what I call verbal gymnastics. <laughs> you know, take words and just juggle them around in a shell and open up the shell. Oop, there's no P there. <laughs> oh, my gosh. They're, they're, they're adept at it. They are so adept at juggling words. Juggling scriptures, perverting scriptures, perverting the word, perverting it in such a way that we think there is really a person called the Antichrist that's in the world today. Revelation hasn't even begun, people, because the gathering together hasn't started. And revelations cannot even begin until after 
the gathering together, the rapture, we're gone. But the anointing which you have received from him abides in you. And you need not that any man teach you, but as the same anointing teaches you of all things and is truth and is no lie. And even as it is had taught you, you shall abide in him. Let me read this last verse, 28 through 29. And now, little children, abide in him, that when, you shall, that when he shall appear, oh, this is beautiful, we may have confidence and be not ashamed before him at his coming, because we did not think he was God. Those people who think he's God at his coming are going to be so ashamed, so belittled. I'm not saying they won't be born again. That's between them and God. I know Trinitarians have gotten born again, got deceived by the Trinity, and they're still saved. I won't deny that. But they have a low, low, low post on the totem pole in the hierarchy of God in the kingdom. And the last, but the anointing which you have received of him abides in you, and you need not that any man teach you, but all as the same anointing teaches you of all things, and is truth, and is no lie, even as it is taught you, you shall abide in him. Now, little children, abide in him that when he shall appear, and he's going to appear, people, he's going to appear. Quit stop denying it. Quit stop wondering about it. He's going to appear. God's promise. He may be slow, but he is not late. Never late. And be not ashamed before his coming, those Trinitarians will be. But if you know that he is righteous, you know that everyone that doeth righteousness is born, born, born of him. And you know what born is. You've got the seed of Christ in you. The heart of the mystery is Colossians 1.27. It's Christ in you. Christ in you. The hope of glory. Christ could only be in one place at one time. But now he's in every one of you. Every one of you. Let's take a break.
ability to find what we call the ultimate knowledge.
the ultimate knowledge somewhere out there in space. We are out there with them. Let me read this one more time and interpret it the way the uh, Trinitarians do. First John, we got a few minutes. First John, every spirit, first John 4, 3, that confesses, well, hereby we know that the spirit of God, verse 2, that confesses that Jesus Christ has come in the flesh is of God. Well, that's not what Trinitarians do. Let me, hereby we know the spirit of God. Every spirit that confesses that Jesus Christ is God, that's what they confess. They confess every spirit that confessed Jesus Christ is God. That's what they confess. That makes them the Antichrist. It says so right there in that verse. Now, let me read you one more time where it is possible. It is possible that there is a man or there is a person who's going to rise up and claim to be God. I know that. I've read it. It's in Daniel. It's in uh, Thessalonians. But he's not called the Antichrist. You can call him that if you want. But I use God's vocabulary. He's called the son of perdition. After we are gone, after we are gone in the gathering together, then the son of perdition has free reign to unleash his evil, evil, evil wickedness upon the face of the earth. It's sad. Now we know that withholdeth he, verse Thessalonians, second chapter, who opposes, let no man deceive you by any means, for that day shall not come except there come a falling away first, and that's not a falling away from the word. That is the gathering together. It's in my book. Read chapter 7. The falling away is the gathering together. That the man of sin be revealed the son of perdition. So that's when he's revealed. Now you can call him the Antichrist. God doesn't. I don't. I call him the son of perdition. I use God's vocabulary. That way, at least I know I'm speaking the truth. Who opposes and exalts himself above all that he is called what? God. He wants to be God. Worshipped. Or that is worshipped so that he as God sitteth on. Excuse me. Above all that is God called God that is worshipped and he is God. Sitteth in the temple of God showing himself that he is God. Now, they refer to this person as the Antichrist. I'll give you that. That's who they claim he is. But how can they say he's in the world now? How can he say he's making moves now? How can he say he's doing anything now without the gathering together first? This idea might not even come to him until we're all gone. We are the lights of the world, children. I'm going to remind you, 
Lightning is striking outside my window. We are the children of the light. We hold back the evil in the world because of the light. All the darkness of the world is held back because of us. They cannot rule. They cannot take over. They cannot take your money. They cannot take your prosperity. They cannot take your life. They cannot take your health. They cannot take anything from you because God and Christ is in you. And we are the ultimate, ultimate children of God withholding back the evil from the world. So they cannot and will not take over. Do you get that? I'm trying to explain to you that we are the top dog. We are the top dog, the mystery in Christ, not these funky religious theologians who do not believe in the Holy Spirit, who do not believe in the power of the Holy Spirit, who do not believe in anything pertaining to the Holy Spirit, but all they believe in is theology. Keep coming back and putting money in our coffers. The Pope, he's an anti-Trinitarian. He is a Trinitarian. He is a he's a head Trinitarian. God bless you. Good night. This is your host, Mystic Guide. Keep the faith. I love you, my children. I'm sorry I didn't have not time to go to the chat room. I love you all. You are my audience. By the way, we've gained. We are below number 100 in all of the Radio King 100. Ravi, my art director, my writers, my, my helpers, all my producers. I give you all the full credit. And my audience, you are the ones who made us in the top 100. Thank God and bless you. We're going out with this song, The Beginning of the End.